And we are back. We are Ready Player You. I'm Matt. And I'm Mike. And this week in history, one of my favorite albums came out yesterday. Yeah. Uh, September 7th, 1988. Today is September 8th, 2023. That's right. And the album is Injustice for All by Metallica. Yeah. And that album is just badass. I mean, you have one... Uh, you can let's do it front to back. Oh, yeah. And it was the first album with Jason Newstead. That's true, because the one before that was Cliff Burton. Yes. That was his last album before that one. Yep. And uh, they gave him uh, posthumous uh, co-writing... Uh, oh, because he still had influence on this album. He uh, he helped uh, write uh, "To Live and to Die," or mm. "To Live is to Die." Okay. So he had wrote wrote out the uh, the chords and everything, and Newsted ended up doing it for him. Right, and then the passing of the original voice of Harley Quinn that I forgot to mention last week. Yes, um, uh, Arlene Sorkin, I believe, is her name. Uh, she did all the original Harley Quinn voices from yep. the Batman animated series and the, she, the games. Yeah, so and she joins the original voice actor for the Batman, Kevin Conroy. And uh, so we apologize; we forgot to mention them last week. Yep. Uh, we would have done a tribute little section on there, but we mm-hmm. kind of fucked up and forgot that. And speaking of tributes, uh, do we have the pretty lady? We have the pretty lady. She's always hanging right here. So we'll crack one. Sir, so um, first, in this uh, past week, we lost the lead singer of Smash Mouth, Steve Harwell, who passed away on September 4th at the age of 56. That was towards the end of our high school days, so yeah. we weren't really much into that type of music. But you know, when Shrek started coming out, they started doing yeah, you know, I all mean, these songs during and, those summers when I would sit at home. Towards that last senior year, I was watching the box, and these videos would come on of Smash Mouth and all that, and and I listened to them. I liked them. They weren't my go-to music. Yeah. But I definitely listened to them. And that's where the guys with the bleach blonde hair all spiked up. Yeah. And shit. That, 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 I don't know what that was in the night, 99. Everybody had frosted tips. Yeah. And the fr- yep. Genco jeans and shit like that. And yep. uh, you wanted to do a, a tribute to him. Yep. So uh, rest in peace, uh, Steve Horwell. Uh, you're an all star. Somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on, get paid. And all that glitters is gold. 
gets colder You're bundled up now, wait till you get older But the media men beg to differ Judging by the hole in the satellite picture The ice we skate is getting pretty thin The water's getting warm so you might as well swim My world's on fire, how about yours? That's the way I like it and I'll never get bored Hey now, you're an all-star Get your game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star Get the show on, get paid Well, Steve, that was for you. Yeah, and that was <coughs> which, on uh, the Mystery Men uh, soundtrack. Yeah, which also had uh, Paul Rubens. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't really remember that movie much. I think I watched it one I, time. I like The Watchmen. I didn't really watch the Mystery Men. That had Sean Connery in it, right? No. No, that's a League, that was of, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, see, no, this, I, I blur this, this had shit Ben Stiller and uh, oh yes, 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 that's uh, right. That uh, was Jenny Garofalo, 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 Garofalo. Yeah, all Garofalo. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, they had um a bunch of shit going on at that time, mm-hmm. and they were just cranking out fucking movies like crazy. But I don't think I saw that movie. No, I saw, I think my sister had it, and I watched it maybe one time, but. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those that maybe go back to watch it. To, yeah. I mean, especially with Paul Rubens is in it. Yeah. And it's maybe worth a shot. I mean, I know it's dumb as shit, but. I mean, I, dude, they made careers out of Sharknado. It can't be that bad. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. They brought back Ian Ziering and all those motherfuckers from 90210 or mm-hmm. Saved by the Bell or some shit. At, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Reed. Um, oh, Tara Reed. Tara Reed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she is a slutty kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But anyways, uh, we're going to kick off this episode doing uh, one-hit uh, wonders of the 90s. Yep. One-hit wonders of the 90s. Now, the 90s is a big part of us growing up. That yeah. was that was after we were out of diapers, before we were mature enough to pay a bill. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's If that doesn't date you. But, and still immature enough to make dick and fart jokes, which, which I never I, plan I on growing up out of, out of that phase yet. I, I don't ever want to grow out of that. That's definitely something. It's always a fart is always hilarious, you know. Oh you, yeah. You can't. You can't. Do, you remember, do you ever remember the first time you heard one of your teachers fart? Uh, no. I remember very specifically. We were in uh, was it math class or comp lit or some shit at the end of the day. And it was all those hard back plastic chairs with no ventilation mm-hmm. in the back. We had a substitute teacher, and he let out the loudest fucking hardcore, like, bass-slapping fart on the back of one of those plastic chairs. And everybody just looked up, and he just had this, he just, oh, shit, face turning red, and it was fucking hilarious. I do remember we had a substitute that wore an adult diaper. <laughs> Oh, God. Do you remember that? No. No, that's... Was it old person, or...? I guess. I mean, he was just a substitute. Uh, Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, So, if you guys didn't uh, get it from uh, our opening song, (laughs) that was uh, Chumbawamba, uh, Tub Thumping, and their album was called Tub Thumper. Yeah. And that came out in 1997. And... 
looking it up, actually, that was their eighth studio album. It took them eight albums to get hot. And then they fell off just like, for one song. For one song, and I so re- they must be very popular in England or yeah, wherever you know, they're from, wherever right. the fuck those one hit wonders are from. Because I remember the you had got the album, yeah, and it was just straight on repeat. All we did was I don't remember any other fucking song off of that album. You know, for the longest time, I didn't know she was saying "pissing the night away." I remember that. Yeah. Because I remember I watched it on the box. You, you know how I got those CDs? It, it was that fucking Columbia, Columbia House, House bullshit. Yeah. You know, 10 <laughs> CDs for a penny and you pay for one album or whatever. They yeah. got, you, got me every fucking time. <laughs> Half the fucking songs on this list are ones that came on albums that I got off of that shit. Yep. And just just to give you guys a little... Um, the years are all over the place. We got 93, you got 94... Yeah, um, we're not going in no specific order. We just no, go on the ones we're that just going, but popped this, up that we started in conversation about. But this is our, this is our, this is our era, list. <laughs> uh, you know, ninety nine, our senior year. Uh, you know, this is from shit from practically from the time that we started hanging out. <laughs> yeah, any, almost. So ninety to ninety nine is you know the nineties. Yeah. So I mean, this is um, you know, we we are eighties babies, and we do know a lot about eighties, but. This is the music that we grew up. Uh, a lot of the '80s, I can't remember. Oh, see, I I do. That's great. I smoked a lot more weed than you. Then I don't know about that. Yeah, we, um, we used to smoke a lot. So, <laughs> so here's a throwback to 1994. Rednecks. R e d n e x. This one? Yes. Oh, dude. Now you know what I was on about. Yeah, I do. I can't believe I didn't know. I never knew who wrote this one, but I definitely heard it a fuck ton, and it just... I've never seen it on the box. Really? I yes. never saw this. Of all the things that we watched on the box, I never saw this one on the box. Yeah, the first one, probably. So, uh, <laughs> R-E-D-N-E-X. The Rednecks. When did this come out? Uh, that came out in, uh, 1994. Yeah, I, I don't remember a time where this song didn't exist. I thought it was long, every time I heard it, I never knew who wrote it, but I always thought it was in the 80s. But I'd been forgotten, I'd Joe, I'd been married a long time ago. Where did you come from, where did you go, where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? But I'd been forgotten, I'd Joe, I'd been married a long time ago. Where did you come from, where did you Synthesizers and all that? That's a synthesizer, huh? Yeah, sounds like it. I can't believe this dude, he made it on this song, and then he had to have retired somewhere. That dude, he's like got a country's synthesizer fucking... I, I, I don't... I don't. I don't know how the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. They just. Do you ever think that they go into doing these one-hit wonders, and they're like, "Okay, I got my bags packed." Like, like they're robbing the mob, and they're planning on leaving right away. Like they pack their bags, they're ready to go. I'm gonna hit this one-hit wonder. As soon as I get on the radio, all my shit's packed. I'm leaving town forever. Collect my money and then get out. You know what? Maybe some do. I mean, no, they know they have a big hit, and there's sometimes there's one. Uh, they they know that they can't top that last hit. Yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes, you know, like, you know, different bands, you know, they break up, you know, you get new members. So, but you have that same sound, but it's not the original sound. 
Yeah. So, you know, you can't get, I mean, it's not like, you know, Metallica, they've gone through no different members, but they're still one of the biggest bands of yeah. all time. But, but, you know, you're a one-hit wonder, but at that time, you don't know you're a one-hit wonder. That's true. That some of them don't know they're a one-hit wonder, but there, there's also <clears throat> that, like, like, you know, like Chubby Checker had the twist and all that mm-hmm. stuff, but then he tried to rewrite the twist into something else. I remember hearing about that. Uh, no, I think I remember hearing and it wasn't. That too. It just wasn't the same. Like it had the same beat to it, but it he changed mm-hmm. a little bit of the music, and it just had the same vibe. It, like, right. dude, you're just rewriting the twist. Stop. Right. But you know, I'm like, sure he had more hits well, than that. I just oh, don't know. Him. Oh, Buddy Holly, he was uh, in that band, The Crickets. That's true. And then he went solo. And, yeah. and he had a couple with himself, then, you know, tragically, you know. Yeah. Uh, Richie Valens and him and all that. Yeah. yeah, the big bopper. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was a redneck. That's a, a way throwback. Um, what else you got up there? We, oh, got, okay, we got quite so, a bit to get through here. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't have to go through all, but um, definitely some. Uh, some bangers. Huh, <laughs> some, some some catchy bangers, hits. Yeah. Huh? Okay, so what about the White Town? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. See, I don't know. For some reason, like, I just like the music for the song. It comes on my Pandora, and... Well, I, the lyrics of it, I, I never understood why he would say, I could never be your woman. Was he some kind of fruit? Or was he saying, in his perspective of his woman left him, uh, and she's saying, I can never be your woman. Maybe. Like, it was a one-night stand, and he fell in love, and she's like, no, yeah. I just wanted some dick, and I'm out. You know, you know? for years, I've always had, like, the beginning of the song in my head, but I did not know Dude, what there's a the video. hell it was. We could we could hop in on the video and see if it maybe explains it a little bit. There we go. We could do a reaction or something, but... Well, we'll have to come back and do some oh. video feeds once we get yeah. the new but, setup. I mean, definitely, this is... I'll, I yeah, don't remember. I figured the new setup. I'm gonna wait till Black Friday hits, and then I'm gonna hit these websites that have all the equipment that we're looking for to upgrade this shit, so we have better quality audio, do oh, video yeah. feeds, all that shit. And then uh, I'm just gonna buy it and then pay it off when taxes come in. Just get at it. So here is uh, White Town, Your Woman, and this came out in 1997. Another 97er. A lot of these songs actually came out in making a little bit of sense here. Uh, that's making sense. Okay, so he's saying there's you no know, tired of her crap. 
Yeah. yeah, so is he, there, she's expecting a relationship, one of them, <clears> and then he sits down on that park bench with her, and he sees a hotter chick, so he goes after lust, because he's not, mm-hmm. he's not based in, um, you know, love and relationship, he wants to just get some ass and hit the road. Yeah. <laughs> That's a trip. So, <clears throat> there's a song right there on the screen that you actually had brought up earlier yeah that's true uh that if you want to play it yeah i'm down <clears throat> uh what's that one on your list what's uh yeah, it was on, yeah that was on the list i know what what year what uh oh um where the hell oh uh this is uh 1999 so we were just about to graduate going into senior year we were probably like seniors when the song came out so 99 2000 yeah, yep yeah that was bridging the the last year of high school yep so we were we were about to get the fuck out fuck yeah we didn't have to go home but we had to get the hell out of there <laughs> so for uh 99 this is lens steal my sunshine I always thought this was the dumbest fucking song. Yeah, I hated it when they started talking shit on Marilyn Manson and stuff. Yeah. Like, as soon as I heard them, I knew they were one-hit wonders. Oh no, that's a different song that they talk about that. Dude, yeah, I can't, I can't take it no more. Yeah, no. I, that okay, so that wasn't the one that where they talked about Marilyn Manson and kicking their ass. That was the new Radicals that talked about that. Okay, when they sang the song, you get what you give. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I was looking at that, but I'm actually looking at that top song. Oh yeah, which is another. It's a great song, and absolutely one of my favorite songs oh, from yeah. this band. But I don't. I don't know any other songs. I mean, if if you guys uh, you know disagree with this, like you know, there's other songs that these bands have uh, came that they, so yeah, they're not one at Hit Wonders. You know, go ahead, email us. Yeah, I definitely want to hear if you got any other d- ideas. Whether if any of these bands that we've played have had more than one hit and they're technically not a one hit wonder, then we'll definitely uh, retract it and be like, hey, my, our bad, you know? Like, we yeah. wanted it. We, we like the presidents of the United States, but they've definitely had Lump and Kitty oh, yeah. and, you know, they wrote songs for the Drew Carey show. Yes, I mean, this is, uh, you know, just uh, some songs that we we knew. Off the top of our head, stuff that impacted us, stuff yeah. that we absolutely got annoyed the fuck out of when it came out. <laughs> like that last one, oh, my God. 
Yeah. That one, it's catchy. It's a quick little ditty, her, but her voice, it, yeah, kind of just like when she got her own part and she starts singing about her sticky buns and stuff like. Like, I don't want to keep that shit in the bedroom, you know? Okay, don't ruin cinnamon rolls for me, you fucking twat. But <laughs> so, anyways, so here, uh, this one came out in 1993. Uh, tragically, uh, this lead singer passed away of a drug overdose. Really? Yeah. And oh, uh, that's right. They were yeah. talking about him on an album and uh that they uh wish they could have spent more time together because he actually it was in a skate video mm. and they talked about it but he passed of a drug overdose so we're about to watch the video and if you know butterfly girl uh you'll know this is blind melon no rain Okay, yeah, that I that, I always loved his voice. Yeah, that especially that song. I mean, it was uh, I don't know, like back in the day, you know, that was '93, so I wasn't much into. But I remember seeing it like on the box or MTV, yeah, or something. And all I knew was I you know the Bumblebee Girl or whatever the hell. No, I said butterfly. Well, yeah, the Bumblebee Girl. Yeah. Um. But that's all I knew. But then, you know, once I got older, I started seeing, um, you know, like these, these uh, other videos and stuff. Um, now, this next one uh, came out in 97. And when I heard the lyrics to this one, that's all I wanted to do was see her naked on the floor. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching the video. It was probably on MTV or something like what the fuck? I mean, you know, right. The, the lyrics led me to believe she was going to get naked on the floor in the video. So I waited and waited and waited to I watch know, the I video. Think like, I probably at least some too. kind of seductive <laughs> silhouette or something. I don't know, something. Yeah. And none of it. And then the name of the song is just like, leads me to believe like. Um, yeah, you're really torn. Yeah. Like, oh, you got ripped? Like, yeah. That was your first time? Or? So, I don't know. That was weird. You know, around this time, this is where I was going back and forth between. 
uh, you know, if, if I'm more hip hop, if I'm going into rock. So that was this was like bridging the gap. Yeah. So I mean, this I mean, this just came out. And, and a lot of these got played out during our summer vacations. Yeah. You know, when yeah. all your memories are made and shit. Yeah. The, one, the I, ones you get drunk and forget. Yeah. Then I I think I uh, think she tried to come out with some uh, other stuff, but uh, it never hit the charts. Um, which quite like this one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I didn't write all that because that would have been. Uh, a lot more to yeah work. it would have taken forever but uh you know but these are just you know from our from the 90s this just is from our, our childhoods childhood. yeah uh, i know before we came uh responsible ish adults yeah i don't know if there's such a thing as an adult just a child masquerading as a somebody responsible that's what i said ish yeah <laughs> ish, ish. so here is uh natalie Ambrulia torn She's got short hair, but she doesn't give off a lesbo vibe. I, thought I, saw a man I think she's Canadian or something. Ooh, she's got a flapping head. Like in South Park. Oh, my. <laughs> Buddy. Buddy. She is hot, though. Well, you couldn't be that man I adore. You don't seem to know, you seem to care what your heart is for. I don't know him anymore There's nothing where he used to lie The conversation has run dry That's what's going on Nothing's fine, I'm torn I'm all out of faith This is how I feel I'm cold and I am shamed Lying naked on the floor mm, girl Okay, so she's basically like the relationship ran dry, mm-hmm. things have fizzled out, or he's just gotten busy with work or something, and she's totally misreading the situation right. like every woman does. No, you know <laughs> I mean, even though as old as this song is, it, she has a really beautiful voice. Oh, dude, it's that that sultriness. It's just barely there. Yeah. But when she starts hitting certain notes or, you know, going through... Right before the chorus, you can hear it. It's like she's not forcing it. No, it's there. a natural. It's a natural. I mean, like you know, you got like Britney Spears, like Christina. They're kind of, you, you listen to the song; they like sound like they're forcing it. But she's. Mm, just, I never noticed that. I'm about to re-listen. Yeah, I mean, it's been years. I mean, I really don't listen to that shit. But <laughs> I, I'll listen to it. I don't give a flying fuck. I'll listen to it. Yeah, but I noticed that. Christina Aguilera definitely had a better voice than Britney Spears. Oh, I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She had more talent. It seems like she wrote her songs and Britney Spears didn't, which obviously that's come to pass as, you know. Right. They probably both didn't write most of their songs, but, or yeah. any of them. So this next one <clears throat> came out in 1993. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw this video. So I was, or we were 11. Yeah. I. I remember seeing this at a friend's house. It was this Four Non Blondes. Right. And the song What's Up. And I remember seeing this this oddity of a woman on stage with the other band members 
and it was on MTV, and I was watching it at a buddy's house who had cable because I grew up fucking dirt poor, and we're watching it. I remember seeing this chick, and I'm like, I have, I still to this day have the biggest fucking crush on her, and I know she's aged. This is like thirty fucking years ago, but dude, that's she's just you in know that video she was smoking hot for the lead singer for the longest time. I could not listen to the song. My ex-girlfriend, her whole family, every time they came, uh, this song came on, her, her sister, the brother, they all went to karaoke singing this song. Oh, so a lot of so, memories there. Yeah, so, and we were together off and on for five years. Mm-hmm. So every time I'd hear the song, I'd think about it like, uh, nope, skip. And, you know, that's already been, damn, almost 10 years, you know, that I don't want to say 10 years, but you know, it's been quite a while. It's been a while. It's been at least 10 because me and no, uh, Anthony's mom were together for almost 10. You know, it is, no, this was, well, well whatever. Way, whenever the last, back. I don't know when the last time uh, uh, the Rams won the Super Bowl. That's the last time that I saw her. Uh, but that was now, a couple years ago now. Yeah, so. But now I can actually I can listen to the song, and I can actually enjoy it and not. I've loved no. this song ever since it came out. Like I couldn't get enough of it, and I wish they had. They had come out with a new album, but they, it's not a hit like this one. Yeah, yeah, no, but this is a good song. So this is a Four Non Blondes. Uh, what's up? That came out in the first chick i noticed that had a nose ring she had dreads yeah she had the top hat with those aviator glasses that thick red lipstick that's what that's the first thing that i was looking at i was looking at the the, she had the stockings the, those fishnet stockings with the boots on and just mm-hmm. like oh my god just it was like a trashy hotness that just i i spent 30 years i still can't get over it <laughs> yeah I, I don't know what it is but She's just smoking hot. I mean, look at, you see the picture over here. She's oh, obviously oh, aged wow. quite a bit. Oh, yeah. But you can still see that's her, but. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. When that video came out, she was fucking hot. Oh, yeah, that was. Oh, 30 years shit. ago. She's, what was she, what was she, like 15? No, no, she wasn't 15. No, she had to be she like maybe 20 early something, 20s. 20 something when that video came out. She has to out. be like in her 50s now. 
Well, I mean, Vanna White's what? 60 something? Oh, yes. Is she 60? Oh, do you remember that Playboy I had? Yes. <laughs> I do. And, and, and it, it, I it couldn't was, give it back to you after a while. It was, uh, and no wonder the fucking pages were stuck <laughs> yes, together. Amen. That's right. Exactly right. But uh, it, but it was tasteful. She wasn't full naked, you know, snatched everything. No, it was. It, it showed the happy like, trail. She and, was, uh, you know, wearing sheer, uh, uh, white cloth, and you know, you could see, you know, see yeah. through stuff. But and it, it, it was tasteful. But, but I mean, what I'm saying is, if Vanna White si- today, I would still take her down. If you're 50, 16, looking at that Playboy, yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, well, I mean, Vanna White today, I'd still, I'd still do her. Cindy Crawford, oh, fucking yeah. dude, I would still bang them both because that's just I gotta have that on my list. That's, yeah. that's legendary shit. It's only it'll never happen, but you oh know. yeah. So this next one <clears throat> came out in 1992. So this was actually a year before Four Non Blondes had came out their song. This is Spin Doctors with Two Princes. I think this song came out on a Taco Bell album that got released a while back. Really? Yeah, when you would go get like a combo meal or something. They had those. It was when they first started doing box meals or whatever, like uh-huh. they have now. But it came with a CD and it had a bunch of songs on there and a Taco Bell music mix or some shit. I have it or had it somewhere. I do not remember that at all. I had it. I don't remember what the title of that little mix was but it came with uh um, i don't know nachos bel grande or some shit and <laughs> taco bell was into releasing music and shit like that <laughs> so <clears throat> let's see um okay so we're going through these we're just going through all the nights so we're just jumping around yeah okay. all over the place um you know you have you know 90, 99, 98, 
uh, we, we've covered quite a bit of 97. Yeah, I mean, that's when, you know, a lot of the stuff, uh, and I got a few more from 97. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, is this you, you another want, one from 97? You, you want to introduce this one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, Christ almighty. This song right here was played so damn much by everyone that it was it was a legendary hit and it still kicks ass today it's something that i can never get tired of the guy's done a solo career he's done uh tons of music with santana Mm -hmm. all of that stuff um he's acted he's done some uh, acting who's the man Uh, who's the man the movie with who's man uh, dr dre ed lover they were uh, VJs off of uh, MTV. You know, I never saw that. That's remember, I, I bought the DVD or the Blu-ray because I had posted on Facebook. I was like, hey, does anybody know how I can get this? And you're like, oh, look at Amazon. Oh so, shit, dude! So, I just uh, know how to find shit, and, and then it, I forget. And it has uh, like crisscross on there. It has Ice T. Uh, you got a Heavy D. Uh, you know, the, this is like a who's who's of '90s hip hop. Wow, and. And they and they were in there. Uh, it was such a good movie. It's a like you know cop buddy action, but yeah. So here's a uh, House of Pain. Jump around, and came out in Since we're on the subject of this guy, <laughs> we're going to have to go to his own solo one-hit wonder. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so let me just do a little uh, little back, a little history. You know, House of Pain, big in the 90s, and the group consisted of DJ Lethal, Danny Boy, and Everlast, who... End up becoming doing solo. Um, well, you didn't hear much about any of the other guys <clears throat> after that. No. Um, well, actually, DJ Lethal, um, he was a, a turntablist, and uh, he was uh, part of uh, Limp Biscuit. Holy shit! You're right. I knew. I knew I, that. I name remember before. that name from somewhere, but yeah. I didn't realize that was him. Yeah, I, I didn't put two and two together. Uh, but you know, jump around. That was their big hit. And Everlast went solo, and many years afterwards too. 
Yeah, and this was still in the 90s. Because, what, this song came out in uh, 1998. So six years later, he did his own he solo. Went solo. And this whole song, this one hit wonder of his, is it's got so many situations. So it's that a powerful, it, it made to me you, it's it a made, powerful song. I don't know if it made you, but it made me sit down and think of like, what if I was in those shoes? Like, yep. this is the time where my impetuousness was running out, and I was like starting to think about, you know, the other point of view of other people rather than just I'm always right, I'm always right. Mm-hmm. It's you know all about me, teenage bullshit. So here's a little thing about this album. The album was called Whitey Four Sing the Blues. Is his second solo album and the first one following his departure from House of Pain. So apparently he did an album solo while he was still with House of Pain. But this was the first one after he left the group. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, see, no. And it was eight years after his solo debut uh, forever everlasting he and, was just really trying to coin on that name and after he? he had a major heart attack whoa we may have to go look into that a little more holy shit i didn't know that um, the whitey ford is the album title refers to a U- uh, new york yankees pitcher with that name oh so i mean this but this song received a grammy award nomination for best male rock vocal performance at the 42nd Annual Grammy Awards. Well, see, when I heard this song the first time, and then when I finally realized it was him from House of Pain, I, I, it seemed like he had matured a lot when he had wrote this. Like, he had went through some shit in his life, you know, I, and then now it puts it in perspective that he had that heart attack. All these things are coming into, into all the pieces of the puzzle <clears throat> are falling into place now of why I thought this was, he, he had matured a lot since house of pain like he was just a party animal type of guy like to fight whatever you know irish dude just you know rough and tough and now he's singing this song that puts everything in perspective yeah and this this song you know for me too it's uh uh you know it's well what you don't know what it's like to be in somebody else's shoes i mean that's the whole point of that song yeah it was Uh, really good so if you got time listen to the whole thing you know, you know, beautiful, ugly. You know, you know, you all gonna end up in the same place one day. So yeah, what would you do if you had to make the choices that these people yeah. in these scenarios had? So, so. this was uh, 1998. Uh, what it's like by Everlast. That's cool. I like that. Oh, the birds flying over. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there tripping. I was like, "You're seeing this shit, right?" <laughs> We haven't had any shots yet. Are we going to do shots? Well, we got to break in the, the new shot glass at least. Yeah.
Yeah, they do a couple more scenarios in that song and whatnot. It's about a five minute song, but yeah. But I mean, um, like each each one, it's uh, it is definitely a, puts uh, life into perspective. That's you know, the key from, word right there. From uh, you know the other person's uh, point of view, you mean they're making their own choices, but you're looking at somebody and you're judging them. Like the homeless dude, he was full of shame. Looked at him in the eyes, with full had, of shame. Like for, that took a lot of courage to ask for help. And then the guy looks at him and says, "Get a job, you fucking slob." Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, see, that's the thing is I won't give the hobos when I go out. I won't give them money. But if they're hungry, I will feed them because I think it's wrong to have somebody with an empty belly like that. Like, if I got it, you got it. I'm going to help you out. There's a guy, Pete, out there by Costco, the old veteran, but he won't let me get him off the street. He's real proud, and he's trying to do it on his own, but I'll give him – I'll hook him up with a Costco pizza or if he's like, I'm kind of tired of pizza. What do you want, brother? What do you want? I'll get you whatever you want. Oh, I want some McDonald's. Give me 10 minutes. I'll be back. And then during the wintertime, I'll buy him blankets, give him or- cases of orange juice, cases of water, That's cool. blankets, all kinds of shit. Like, I hook him up because it's the most he'll let me do. Like, I'm trying to get the whole church around him to, you know, get him on his feet. And then when his VA benefits kick in, he can start paying his own rent. But he's working it out on his own. I think he's trying to move out of state. But I won't give him money. I'll give him food and all kinds of stuff. But he's... Hopefully, it's inspired other people to do the same because apparently he's getting hooked up pretty good now. Right. So that scenario right there, I, I won't tell him get a job, you slob, or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But I definitely will. If you're hungry, I'm going to feed you. Yeah. But then there's another scenario too that you know that girl she gets in knocked up at you know at a teen and she goes in to have an abortion. And they look at her, you know, like she's a whore. Yeah, and I don't look call, at them like you're a whore, a, but they call her a killer, they call her a sinner, they call her a whore. Yeah. She, you know, she made a choice, and but she's also making another choice, and they're being, she's being judged for that. Yeah, and that's that's between you and God. I personally will never do abortion. I, you know, if you don't, no. if you can't, no. if you can't take care of it, then maybe you shouldn't do the things that make it. I find it right. pretty easy not to end up in jail or end up knocked up. It, yeah. It's just, you know, obviously I can't get knocked up, but to knock somebody up. And uh, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's the choices it's, you make. It's the it's the choice of the woman. I mean, now the circumstances right behind that, she could have been raped. She could have been whatever. Yeah. You know, you yeah. don't know the situation behind it. So these now, I'm a huge church going, God believing dude, and I'm I'm in church every Sunday trying to better myself and do everything I can. I pray all that stuff, but I'm not the Bible thumper that is going to sit there and judge the living fuck out of you because I know people who have had abortions and I'm not judging them on it. That's, I don't know what that situation they were in. I don't know what was behind it, but I'm not going to judge them for it. It's not my place to do that. Decisions and, you know, no one's to to say anything. No one's uh, uh, to judge, but God. Yeah. And no one that can judge you. So, yeah. So like Tupac said, but I'm definitely not, gonna sit there and you know you know i'll have a conversation about it and say that's definitely not something i would have done but i will you know sit there and listen and talk to you about it Mm -hmm. 
But th- there was that other one that was um, uh, where the, he had pulled out a gun and all that stuff in the yeah. other part T- of the song. Towards, towards the end. Yeah. yeah. He got it. Uh, well, that guy. Got in he, uh, to the wrong crowd. Well, he got into the wrong crowd, but he, but he also, it was, he had, a lot of these are left, choices that he, he they made to let him down these a, roads. He left a wife and kid. Yeah, he should have thought about that. I mean, he made choices on his own that definitely fucked his shit up. All right, so we'll be right back. We're going to take a little piss break. And through the power of editing, our piss break is a mere split second. <laughs> so yep. I know um, you had me want, you wanted to bring this one up here. Yeah. So, so this came out in 1992. Yeah, I remember when this came out. We were 10 years old. They're doing the backwards uh, uh, clothes. Do you remember doing that in school? No, I I did just to do it because I remember I was in church one day and I was wearing my jacket backwards and I didn't know anything about these guys. I never never listened to them at all. But I remember... uh, my friend Matt's dad talking to this other guy. He's like, oh, he's doing that, like that band, uh, Crisscross. And I didn't know who the hell they he was talking about. I was doing it just because I wanted to do it myself. I was just, I was cold in church, and I was wearing my jacket backwards. Yeah. I had no idea who they were. Yeah, I remember hearing this band come out. I had the, this is going to date me, the cassette tape when Kmart was still around. <laughs> Oh, I had yeah. the cassette tape, and I remember all my friends in school, we would wear our, our pants on backwards, our T-shirts backwards, our shoes on the opposite feet. It was crisscross day. We always had this. Every kid was doing it. Every Thursday or something was crisscross day or Wednesday or I don't remember, Friday. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is one of their one-hit wonders. It just – I remember hearing about one of them grew up, got into a bunch of trouble or addicted to drugs or something, killed himself. Yeah, uh, one of them did pass away uh, not too long ago. Um, but, I mean, this is... You know, I don't know much of what anything they did afterwards or anything no, like they, that. They, they tried. Uh, uh, remember, uh, they did the Sprite commercial. Holy shit, you're right. Everybody's done a Sprite commercial. So, I mean, maybe after this song, maybe pull up the Sprite commercial. We'll see commercial. if we can find it, yeah. Uh, so we'll play this song, and while we're while we're letting it play for a minute, we're gonna crack open a Jim Bean honey for our shot. Yeah. So here's. Uh, I didn't wash the shot glass yet. Oh. Oh well. Oh well. Fuck you're, it. You're taking, next. You're taking it anyway. So. Yeah. Next week, I got clean shot glasses. So up there. here's a uh, crisscross with jump, in 1992. This is a virgin bottle. Version is always the best. It was a tight seal. They believe that. All right, we're going to take a shot, shot. 
Oh, that's good. That's really good. Oh, yeah. That's the first time I've had that. Yeah. I've had this bottle for fucking years. I like the old school hip hop crackling noises in there. Yeah. That's the old school, uh, you know, like tape sound. So this is a what? This is a whiskey, huh? Mm-hmm. Or is this a bourbon? Uh, no, it's a whiskey. It's a bourbon whiskey. Yeah. Real honey liquor infused with Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. That's a Jim Beam. Jim Beam. Yep. Dude, yeah, that is a, delicious. Yes. It, yeah. No, that is. That's really good. I think. Well, I got I got a bottle of Gentleman Jack out there, which I'm gonna finish it because I don't remember how I got it, but I do remember. Um, uh, putting it in there, I think I've taken some shots from it a while back, but it's Jack Daniels, and Jack Daniels started going woke, so I'm not going to waste it. I'm going to drink right. it, which a lot of people poured all their shit out, but, you know, they already got your money. You might as well drink it. Just don't buy any more if you don't plan on, you know, supporting them. Right. So, <laughs> that was a crisscross. So, now, see if you can find... The Sprite commercial? Their Sprite commercial... Let's see, because I definitely want to relive that. There it is. Holy shit, I did find it. I remember that. 1993 Sprite commercial. See, that's that's when they were uh, doing it big. Let's see if we can find a good quality one. Kid and Play did a Sprite commercial. Yeah. I miss watching Kid and Play. Let's see here. 1993 Sprite ad. Let's see if we get an ad to see an ad. An ad to see an ad, huh? Yeah, that would be something, wouldn't it? Yep, there it is. Yep. So Another one of those buy ad. some cheap Chinese shit. Get is it in two weeks. T- Temu. Temu. This T- one's a Sanana or whatever. Yeah. Wish app. It's just another spinoff of Wish. Now we got spinoff apps. How stupid yep. is that? Well, here's a Sprite commercial by Crisscross. That was the most 90s fucking commercial And it was all ever. inside a Sprite can. There was a car full of... A trunk full of ice <laughs> with Sprite everywhere. It was a decent song. I wish they could have wrote, yeah. you know, more a full song out of that. That was actually decent looking back. But you know, from watching the video, it, you know, you guys could bring it up on YouTube if you want to watch it yourself. It was just so nineties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so we've been going through all these uh, kind of pop rock types uh, songs from nineties. Which was it? What do you got coming up here? Uh, so I'm looking up. Uh, I'm looking at the Divinals just because I want to talk about the song that was in a movie. That's one of my favorites. Oh my god! Oh my god! I made I made an ad lib of this song one day when we were uh, we, me and another guy in the job set. We were texting each other, and I said I said I rewrote it. You know, when I think about you, I text mm-hmm. myself. <laughs> so. Uh, if you haven't got that reference, I'm not going to tell you the name yet. 
This is the vinyls, and even if you don't know the song, but you've watched Awesome Powers, you will know this song. <laughs> That's right. It was an episode. So uh, here's the clip from the vinyls, and I'll tell you that after this song. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go. <laughs> I like the beginning. Until <laughs> you, until you get there, yeah. you lose me. <laughs> she had a sexy voice. Look, she was pretty hot, dude. Oh yeah, whole fishnet dress. Oh man. I can't take much more of this. <laughs> yeah, I just... Dude, all I see is the Fembots exploding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And I've heard this song for years, he but when this, Austin Powers did it... He's that's, all hairy that's, and he's just fucking... Yeah, he's rubbing just, his nipples and shit. Yeah, and he's making them blow up and shit. Uh, uh, the nipple guns. Yeah, oh, nipple guns, that was oh hot. Oh my God, I haven't watched that movie in years. I gotta watch that again. <laughs> so, so this is the... Yeah, this is the part that you know. Yeah, you know we have talked about a lot of rock. We, we, we're big rock metalheads, but you know we are eclectic. Oh, I, big Whoa. word! That's big a big word. word. We've used a few big words on this one, but I think that one's a new one for oh, us. Oh yeah, uh, Karina. Uh, that's uh, at least a twenty dollars word. Right that there. has to be eclectic. I mean, how many people can produce that kind of sound and say it at the same time yeah. and pronounce it? You know. Clearly, know. too. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, to keep up with this type of sound. <laughs> with this genre sound, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we go uh, maybe Love Fool. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I remember hearing this oh, a long time ago. I think I was probably visit my cousins in uh, Greenfield. Um, you know, because my mom was really Christian, all in the church. She wouldn't let me listen to uh, uh, secular. Oh, <laughs> I remember secular. you had Mac-10 on a cassette tape, and you had it hidden in, like, yep. rolled up socks or something. Yep. You, you were hiding this yep. shit. Because <laughs> I got it from, I got it from uh, the Source magazine, and it was a single of a Backyard Boogie. Yep. And oh, I use secular. Oh, that's a that's another twenty dollar word right there. I don't know if that's twenty dollar word. Okay, that's five, at ten. least a ten dollar word. Ten. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Ten dollar. So, uh, but <laughs> my cousins, uh, I get to hang out with them because they're you know around my age, maybe a couple years older. Yeah, uh, they're the ones that took me to my first parties. Uh, you know, at some warehouse and you know, was it Angel? No, no, my cousins that lived in uh, Greenfield. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> I, I remember, I remember Angel very well. He always, he oh, he was always dealing weed. Yeah, I, he yeah. he sold me my first chronic bag of weed. And now he's uh, he's a religious dude. He's a oh, church going yeah. man. And he just had his uh, second daughter. Oh really? 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. You should have told me. That's cool. We could have yeah, got him something. She's, uh, yeah, she's beautiful. I've seen the pictures. Do you uh, still live around the block? No. Um, I, I don't know where he lives right now. He up and moved, huh? He went and Wait, he's bigger a, and better he's, things. He's a truck driver right now. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm, you know, at uh, the life that he had, you know, I'm really proud of him for. Well, you know, uh, we all got to grow up at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I'll. I don't know where the fuck we're at, <laughs> but uh, I'm the nicest, most immature asshole you'll ever meet. Yeah, and I'm probably second to that. So. There you go. Here's uh, Cardigans, Love Fool, and this came out in Dude, she had a beautiful voice. Yeah, they, they, they yeah, don't her put, too. They, dude, a lot of the singers that come out now, they don't have the same vocals, mm. that natural beauty in their voice that, that she did. And it's like, what happened? Oh, see, now it's... Auto-tune remixes and bullshit. Well, well, that and, too, but, I mean, like, back then, I don't think, yeah, it was, I mean, it was about the money, but it wasn't all about the money. Yeah, they, it was. They, they, were, they were doing their songs, for like, you know, from the heart, this is like, I'm, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. And they actually had talent, and, and they wrote their own they shit. Could, they could do it, but now it's you know they just want to just whatever. You no, know, here let's do some bullshit and make some money. Everybody doing like the sinky or you know the oh just kind of bullshit. You know where it takes like twenty people to write one yeah. song and so earlier. We did. We played uh, Nelly and Brulia, Born, yeah. and I was thinking about this song maybe after that, but I wanted to switch it up. So this could be your own remix uh, album if you get, you know, because we're playing a bunch of different type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you know, like the songs, but uh, I know my gal likes this song a lot. She played it one day and sent me a cover or a, a video of it. And uh, I was like, holy shit, I forgot about that song. I love that song because it was definitely, it, it was like this woman's power movement type shit. But it was, that's not why she liked it. She just liked it as it's a 90s hit, you know. And uh, I remember hearing it like this lady's describing all the things she is. Mm-hmm. It feels inside, outside, all that stuff. And all the things she can be or could be to a guy or whatever. But 
it was definitely, you know, a self-awareness type of song. Right. And, you know, I did watch uh, uh, these uh, uh, Watch Mojo Top Ten. Uh, it's like songs that you thought were done by this artist, but they were done by another. Because they sounded so similar? Yes. So this song, people actually thought Alanis Morissette did it. I, I, I'm one of them. I thought it was her until I saw the video on the box. I remember watching this on MTV. Yeah, she good voice. I mean, yeah, it, like when Adele came out with one of her songs, I forgot whatever her first hit song was. Mm-hmm. I thought it was um, who was that drunken one that did uh, "Back in Black" and the the one that Eminem made fun of, Amy Winehouse. Oh, her, her voice was so good. I forgot what song it was, but I didn't know it was Adele. Oh, really? And it, I thought it was I thought it was uh, Amy Winehouse the oh, whole time wow. until I found out. I was like, no way! So right. I had I've had that experience with a few songs. All right. So we'll see. So that kind of showed, you know. Yeah, that it's a legit thing. Yeah. So here's uh, Meredith Brooks. This song came out in 1997. Another 97. Another 90. We got a what, lot of 97. What the fuck is going on? There we, was a whole year of of one hit wonders. Okay, uh, Karina, you did. Uh, all the money that we did last episode, how many 97s do we have on this episode? Oh, that's a good one. I definitely am curious now. Yes. Yeah, I know you will listen and you will she's, go she's back. She's a top listener. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, so here's uh, Meredith Brooks with Bitch. Okay, so yeah, that one definitely it's a good song. She she played her own guitar. I believe she wrote all the music for it, you know. Right. Definitely a self-made artist. 
but it's still a one-hit wonder. I mean, I haven't heard anything else about her. If she did make something else, you guys got to email us. Let us know. You know, readyplayerquestions at gmail.com. Let us know. But there is one that I'm sure some of you are screaming at us right now. Even though we're pre-recorded, I'm sure you're screaming at us. And he got into a whole lot of shit over it just because he sampled their beat. But this will be Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby. And I know he covered the Queen song. He got the beat from him and all that. And he did a whole you know argument that he didn't steal the song. And he was on... Uh, what the fuck was that? Arsenio Hall and all kinds of shit saying, I didn't steal the song. I, I wrote this song. You know, yeah. He wrote the lyrics, all that shit. He also had, well, I don't know if it was a hit, but it was definitely, I thought it was cool, was Ninja Rap when he did it in Ninja Turtles Ninja, 2. Go Ninja, go, go Ninja, Ninja, go. Yeah, I thought Turtles that was pretty two. fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, you know, Van, was his, his nope. real name is Rob Van Winkle. Yep. Yeah, but no, the bass line was from Under Pressure by Queen. Correct. So he got a lot of he got into a lot of trouble over that, and they they were you know accusing him of stealing the song and all that stuff, and and he had to go through a whole court case and all kinds of shit over that. But they, it, it's tr- still then a hit. At, then years later in early two thousand he tried to do like a rock mix of this song. Yeah, and I thought it was good. I thought I know it was a shit. But I thought it was really good because I, I enjoyed time, it. Because I'm like, oh fuck that. That's but. the first time I had heard anybody redo a song, let alone his own song. But turn like like we listen to you know Oakley Doakley, or we'll listen to you uh-huh. know songs that are done in a different genre, like Leapfrog Studios. He'll do something. You know, he'll do oh, he'll yeah. turn the Ghostbuster song into a heavy metal song. Or we got Power Glove or Metalachi yep. or you know. He did it first. He well, I don't know if he did it first, but he was the first one I heard that redid a song, let alone his own, into a, a heavy metal version a, of a, a rap song, different version of his own. Song. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was good. I mean, that I mean, you can criticize it all you want, but you I'll know. still listen to it. But anyways, here's Vanilla Ice with Ice Ice Baby. And this was 1990. So. I was right still, off the top. I was still living in Washington when the song came out. Holy Yo, shit. VIP. Let's kick it. Fuck it. I'm doing a shot to this one. You want a shot? Uh, give me a half. Pussy. Fuck you. He got a lot of shit for being a white rapper. There's a few rappers that paved the way for Eminem to become Oh yeah, Eminem. Now that the party is jumping with the bass kicked in and the Vegas off quick to the, the Serwin Vegas speakers cooking them seeds like a pound of bacon burning them. You ain't quick and nimble. I go crazy when I hear a cymbal and a hi hat with a souped up tempo. I'm on a roll. It's time to go solo. Rolling. Now he he, the rolling in the 5.0, mm-hmm. that Mustang, he still owns that Mustang. Really? 
I seen videos of him talking about it. He goes, I get a lot of emails, a lot of questions. Whatever happened to the five zero from the music video? And he stands back and he's like self recording it. And he stands back and he goes, Look, it's right here. I still got the Mustang from the video. Oh wow! He maintained it. It looks just brand new. He drives it. It's daily driven, whatever. But he still has the so still has the Mustang. He's picking up Eminem. <clears throat> Here's a little thing. Said Detroit-based rapper Eminem states that when he first heard Ice Ice Baby, I felt like I didn't want to rap anymore. I was so mad because he was making it real hard for me. Really? I saw it the other way around. I saw it as paving the way because obviously he was out there doing something that nobody had done. I don't know if nobody had done it, but he was definitely one-hit wondering out there. No, he he had mean, it out there. Oh, look at Beastie Boys. Well, Beastie Boys was a little different. They were straight Detroit. They they had oh no, you New York. They, oh, I'm they, sorry, yeah, they were New, New York. York. Sorry, but so, they but they they, they were their a big place. influence for you know, and I I believe Eminem uh, got his influence from Beast Boys too. But I mean, yeah. They, then you have this white guy like in the middle, and he's like, oh, what the fuck? Like it's you know, this is the only song like actually remembered. You know, I don't remember hearing any other Vanilla Ice type shit. No, no, he he's definitely done a few songs, but that one right there was, you know, that, I had the album. Big, yeah. I had I don't know if I had the CD or the cassette. I definitely had the cassette, but I don't know if I ever had the CD. Um but then another guy came along years later that was a one-hit wonder, and I had the CD to it and None of the other songs on that album came even close to this one. It's another white rapper, yep. but he had Jamaican influences <laughs> yes. in there. Yeah. And so, before, but he he was very very good, and I wondered why he didn't go any further. And before you, get, <laughs> uh, I know who you're going for. Yes, you do. Oh my god! Was, I, I uh, thought I we, thought his lyrics were. We awesome. were we he were was teen, very fast. We were teenagers when we listened to this. I make no excuses because <clears throat> I still love but this song. I no, I would rather listen to Ninja Rap than Ice Ice Baby. Ninja Rap had more edge to it. I thought it was way cooler. It was I was pumped up. But I used he, to, he still did the same fucking dance. Yeah, but so what? Fuck it. I I I liked it, and then I would see I part two of the Ninja Turtles movies. Uh, the, you know, the Secret of the Ooze. Yeah. That was my favorite of all of them. <coughs> Even though part one was pretty awesome because it had that that one Asian kid well, that did all the karate in there. Well, but uh, you know what the the background for the first one though. Well, so here, this here where we go off the cuff. Mm-hmm. So the first one that was trying to be gritty, dark, like um, like the, an origin uh, story. Oh, like like the comics. Yeah. So when Eastman and Laird did the comics, it was black and white, but when they there was real people and the turtles were actually killing people, Ooh. so you would see like the blood, but all black and white. Yeah, and they actually killed the shredder at the end. Ooh, but at the end of the series, yeah, yeah, for that that comic run, I believe. Uh, hmm. I, I would love to get my hands on those black and white, the old school. That would be. I would love to sit even if I could just get a hold of the digital ones and read them. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe you know once we get the better equipment. Shit, oh yeah, we could. Oh yeah, I plan that, on that. It. Would be so awesome, but that's something I'm definitely want to look into more. Do, um, do you remember uh, Mr. P's pizzas? No, they still make those. They're little microwavable pizzas. 
like Mama Celeste, but better. Oh, like Celeste. like Tony's or whatever. But these were Mr. P, mm-hmm. and it was I guess it stood for Mr. Pizza or whatever. But I used to I, I remember the turtles loved pizza, Pizza Hut, whatever. And I would have a freezer full of these microwavable pizzas. So I'd put on Secret of the Ooze, and I'd sit there and I'd eat my little microwave pizza like I was doing it with the Ninja Turtles. And I'd watch that movie, and you know, Ninja Rap would come on, and Rocksteady uh-huh. and Bebop were in there, and it just—it was no, the best. No, Toko Rosar. Oh yeah, sorry, that's right, right. I'm thinking of the—I watched that new one. Anthony wanted to see it, and I'm not. He goes, I know you don't want to see did it. Did you watch it? I watched it. I paid to see it and all what, that. Which think? I said I wasn't going to because it had that LGB yes. crap on the yeah. fucking but poster what, board what, in the hallway. Because I texted you. I was like, hey, I, I watched it. And you're like, oh, I'm not going to watch that. So, I'm not going to watch that fucking shit. So what was your opinion? What did you think? I thought it was pretty well done. I thought it was an original take on almost like an origin story of the Turtles. But it was from a different point of view. Like... It, it was the cartoony way it was drawn was almost like Borderlands like, or or a Scanner Darkly like a, or uh, like cart like uh, a comic. It was almost like it was sketch art. Sketch. Yes. What did Anthony say? It was like sketch animation mm-hmm. or or um, scratch animation. And he goes, "You don't like scratch animation?" I said, "It's got a place. It definitely. I like the style. I just don't want to see it for two hours. But after." The first 20 minutes, after the first 20 minutes, I forgot I was watching the the Scratch animation, Mm -hmm. and I got into the movie, and then the movie starts winding down to the end, and I'm waiting for this secret ending and stuff. I'm like, okay, we're going to stick around for the secret ending, and it starts panning away from the city, and I'm like, don't you fucking do it. I swear to God, Seth, I will fucking boycott the living shit out of your career if you don't do it if you don't fucking do it i swear to god if you don't fucking do it if he's not in here not even a fucking silhouette i swear to god i'll never watch another movie of yours here's a spoiler and then yeah spoiler alert uh, so so uh, if 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 he if he pulls away and there's nothing there and then it showed a silhouette of shredder in the background so i know there's gonna be a part two and the secret ending i won't give away the secret ending there's a secret ending there so watch that but we we're it was the very few people in the theater because I think a lot of people were boycotting for the same reason I was going to, but you know my kid he wanted to see it and I was like fuck it let's go you know I'm not gonna ruin your childhood because of my beliefs so and so we went and saw it and then in the theater when it did, when it panned away and it showed a silhouette of Shredder in the background and we were like oh there he is fuck yeah you know it was just screaming in the theater and it was like maybe ten people in there you know what I I knew right away could win. Um it was uh, Maya Rudolph. She was the voice of uh, the that girl. April? Uh, no, no. Uh, the uh, Which pissed me off. April was always a white chick, tell a news reporter, whatever. No, it, and, it, and that it, was another point of view. It, it wasn't. It, it was a. Uh, the, the girl that does the voice of April is on. Uh, She's uh, the Big, one who helped write Big the Mouth. movie. She's on Big Mouth. Yeah, but she helped write the movie and stuff. Is she? Yeah, she was an animator or a director oh. or something like that. I but forgot no, what the deal my, was. Maya Rudolph was the one, uh, <sighs> uh, like the 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 head, uh, uh, the 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 uh, the villain. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So the one that did, the, April in that movie, I thought was bullshit. Yeah. I thought it just it pissed me off that you gotta culturally appropriate all these fucking like who gives a fuck? I wasn't paying attention that April was white when I was a kid. I didn't give a fuck that uh, Ellen Ripley was a fucking woman. She's just a badass bitch that could kill aliens. Mm-hmm. I didn't give a fuck about any of that. You, you know, you want racism to stop, you stop talking about it. But you fuck up April like that? Motherfucker. Yeah. 
But I put that aside for the movie so I could see objectively that they were starting out when she was in high school, too. So they're almost the same age. Right. And she's struggling to become... She wanted to be a news journalist, an anchor, a reporter. She wanted to do all these things. But she couldn't find her way to get there. I really enjoyed that. And so she's, you know, going through these struggles and her trials, and it's showing that alongside with the turtles growing in their backstory. So it it was like... It was like a partial origin story slash a different point of view of how it yeah. could be written. Because I mean, even the turtles too. Like they're, you know, they're they're they're. Teenagers. They did a little they're bit boys. of backstory, like, you know, like like the, like just to bring it back to what this, you know, all these songs that this is that time that we were we were loving like fifteen, sixteen years old. Yeah, watching so these movies. We're breaking you know. into ourselves. I mean, we're. But we'd be on the phone watching The Simpsons, not saying anything. Oh yeah, for and then we would be watching Wishbone and yeah. uh, that fucking uh, Carmen San Diego. Yeah, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? I mean, this is the this is the time that we did. So yeah, so watching the Turtle movie, I mean, it, it did really reminisce like back from when I was younger because I could relate. Yeah, and and it, it was it was big for me. I, I, I like the fact that it was written by Seth, who was a fan of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And so he wanted to have his toe in the water on you know something he's always wanted to yeah. do. And then and, and let me bring in uh, the mutants. Oh, the uh, oh yeah, all the other mutants. I didn't. It wasn't in the cartoon. It I, wasn't I, in the movies. Yes, but I'm have. sure it was in the comic books. No, they have. They have. Yes, they have. Because that's what I'd say. I was going to call okay. you right away to reference that with you. Uh, okay. Ray Filet, uh, that was uh, uh, in the comics, I believe. And I did they have uh, the toy. And you had a wingnut, that bat, the yeah. chick. Yeah. Oh, that was supposed to be two people. It was supposed to be a wingnut screw loose who were in uh, the Image Comics. Uh, I don't think they've made it into the uh, animated show. That's what I'm saying. It was none of those extras uh, that were in there. The mutants were not then, in. The... Of course, you had Bebop, Rocksteady. Which yeah, everybody knows. Uh, you had Mondo Gecko, which I had the toy as a kid. He was in the uh, comics and the, the animated? animated. So all of them. A are... lot of the mutants I didn't recognize. I did. But see, that's a good so, thing that it came from a fan so of the, the of the movie who remembers that shit because he put them in there. Yeah, Help you out like a little old lady I'll over fuck there. Fuck you, yeah, cut that. No, out. see, see, I knew you'd want to fuck me, you faggot. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to break out your little turtle head, huh? Oh turtle, yeah. Turtle. You know, so I mean, see, you watching the movie, you did it for your son. Me, yeah. I watched it for the nostalgia because I did my research and I seen. Uh, the different mutants that they're gonna bring in, and I'm like, it was actually shit. better than I thought it was gonna and, be. And they and it, it's mutants that nobody knows who the fuck they are. But I had these toys as a kid, at seven years old, yeah, seven, eight years. Old, I had these toys. It was better than I thought it was gonna be, and I'm definitely gonna watch the sequel because it's definitely gonna be a sequel. There has oh, yeah. to be with the way they let out like that. There's gonna be a sequel. Yeah. And I was wondering how they were going to wrap all that shit up because it was every time they would get close to defeating the the, the final boss, whatever, yeah. they which, would get struck down. Is, I'm like, holy shit, know, how is this going to happen? I thought Ice Cube did a really good job. Yeah, we were calling out names when we were like, I was like, that's Ice Cube. He goes, yeah. he goes, it is, and I'm like, yeah. Okay, so do you know who uh, did the voice of Mondo Gecko? 
I I read uh, in the credits when we were sitting there, and I remember, holy shit, that was him, but I can't remember his name. Paul Rudd. That's right, Ant-Man. Ant-Man, yeah. yes. Mike Bag of Crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yo, From yo, the yeah. Friends episode. Friends. Yeah. Yep. But, and uh, even, uh, who was it? Uh, I think it was uh, 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 Wingnut. It was uh, uh, the woman from uh, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. No, I don't remember that. What is that? It's a, it's a show on uh, 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 Hulu. Mm, the I vampi- don't watch much Hulu. With the vampires and shit. Oh, it sounds like some sexy lesbian shit. No, none of that. But no? she She gets banged, but you never see it. But you hear her. Okay. Yeah. But it's just... So, <laughs> see, okay, we went off the cuff. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, getting back to the white rappers that were paving the way. Um, so, I mean, okay, so this song... I remember you had the album. I had this is one of the Columbia House albums that I got and for twelve for a penny or ten for a penny. I know by this fucking guy. Yeah, and the, and the title of the album is Twelve Inches of Snow. The artist's <laughs> name is Snow. Now I always pictured this. That's that came out wrong. I always wondered if he named it Twelve Inches of Snow because that was his first winner, and and the snow dropped twelve inches, or his name is Snow as the rapper, and he's advertising he's got a twelve inch dick. Is that, you know, could he be saying, hey, is this 12 inches of snow? Or is it 12 tracks on the album or whatever? I can't remember how many tracks are on there. <laughs> but I thought he was very good. He rapped very fast. Especially, and he had a Jamaican influence in, yes, his, in his accent. Yes, yes, I did look it up uh, earlier. So what, and, so tell me about him then, because I, I never researched him. All these years, I never researched him. No, he had that uh, Jamaican influence and... I, don't know, I thought I don't it was pretty like badass. Do all that, but I think we're doing pretty good. So, this song came out in 1992, very early on in the 90s. So we were 10. Yeah, that was the same year I moved here to California. Yeah, and here's Snow with Informer. Tornado in farmer, you know, say that I'm a snowman, I'll go play him. I'll keep on going there, 
To this day, I still have no idea what the fuck he's saying. I, 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 I lick you boom boom down. I, I, I lick you boom boom there like he's going to lick her bum. Like, I don't know. Boom boom something. I'm going to lick your boo boo. I don't know. Like, I'm going to lick your bum bum there. I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up. I, I have no idea what the fuck he's saying. But You know what? But yeah. the Jamaican accents are so thick that when I was playing Grand Theft Auto, there was a Jamaican dude in one of the uh-huh. missions, and I had to turn on the subtitles because I had no idea what the fuck he was saying. You know what? No, we're so old. We've been listening to this song for what? And we got all the technology in the world around us to find out what the fuck he's saying, and the, I still haven't looked it up. 30 years? Yeah. 92. Right, 92. Yeah, Last year was 30 years. Holy shit. 2022 so would have been 30 years for that song. So this song is 31 years old? Yeah. No, that would have been, yeah, 31 years old, yeah. My math is sucks. My I math do, is sucks. You know, you hear all the fucking derelict you, shit that you, comes out of my your mouth? Your math is sucks. My math is sucks. That my So is my English, too, apparently. I'm sorry, my American, for those listening in another country. My American sucks. You know. But you know what? I don't want to know for some reason. I, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna fucking find out. That's the type of personality I have. I'm gonna sit there and find out. Like I, I hacked my way into some. How do I say it? Um, you, you know, legitimate me. government websites. I shouldn't have been on twenty years ago. Yeah. I found my way into some places I shouldn't have been, and I got the fuck out real quick when I realized what I had done because I didn't think uh, I could do it. Mm. Which I haven't practiced those skills in at least twelve years because yeah. Anthony's twelve now. So it's been 12 years oh. since I've done any of that shit, piracy, and right. and I was, you know, making movies and music yep. and getting $5,000 software programs and selling them for nothing, dude. I was just turning shit around because, yeah, yeah, I, I had a little black book I wrote down on paper, phone numbers that I didn't keep in my cell phone, like there's... And as soon as the shit started hitting the fan on that piracy act and all that stuff, since we're talking about music and piracy and all that shit and One Hit Wonders... I was downloading tons of stuff, and if a client wanted an adult movie that was like a $30, $40 porno or whatever, I'd find it, put it on a disc, sell it for 5 bucks. And then I I, I had names and phone numbers and all kinds of shit. Well, dude, I was was getting movies out uh, with subtitles and and putting labels on the disc. I mean, I was getting some movies six months before they hit the theater. I, I remember, had just finished recording oh, it. I got a copy spe- of it. Uh, speaking of that, I remember when uh, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine came out. <laughs> and, and I, I got the pre-cut before they did all the final. And I did, yeah, uh, for, off of, uh, I think it was. Uh, uh, when Deadpool made his uh, first li- appearance. Uh, li- uh, no, it was off, uh, yeah, off of LimeWire. Okay, so LimeWire was one thing. I was a PirateBay.org type of guy. I used that one, too. I was doing... Uh, there's a couple of them I can't remember right now. It was Sages or... I think you're the one that told me about Pirate Bay. Pirate I, Bay was a huge it, thing. It was either you or William that had... It uh, was definitely me because I was... I was... I was de- so okay, was he. so when he I was, was doing the piracy thing, I was, uh, I was getting shit off of servers that were out in Sweden. Oh, shit. International territory shit. I'm I'm talking some big time shit, dude. And uh, when the MPAA started coming into effect after Lars did his thing with Lars from Metallica did his thing with the yeah. the piracy of uh, the Mission Impossible soundtrack, you know, oh, I disappeared. Was that what it, was? it was off of that song, and then uh, some kind of monster came out, 
And in that movie, he was like, look, I don't care that you download our songs. I just wanted us to release it before it got leaked on the internet. Yeah. And he goes, this is going to piss a lot of people off. He says, you damn right it's going to piss me off, motherfucker. You're lucky you're my favorite band. You know, I was mad. I was screaming at the movie you know and shit. What? You, know, you know, I feel on that. I, I was I was mad, too, because, you know, I, I Metallica, you know me so well. Always my number one favorite band all time. Yeah. Um, you know, all my, my top five will always change, but Metallica will be always number always one. Always number one, yeah. And, yeah, and it, it was a lot of bullshit but because at the time, you know. Cause, yeah, there was a lot of the heated emotions, things like that. Yeah, and, but then, you know, all the bullshit, then, like, what? People still doing your shit, but you're not bitching no more. No, but. I mean, like, what the fuck? Like, wh- as an artist, and, like, just think about it. As an artist, people out there listen to your music, right? So but you're not getting paid for it. That's like another another. Every time somebody downloads it, and if it's done thousands and millions of times worldwide, you're losing sales on records and things like that. Right. So I understand both sides of the coin. That's but, the maturity factor there. But, but if if sometimes you know it's not all about the money. It's you. There's a lot of bands like let's say Corn, like they or Disturbed. They they want their fans to hear their music. Yes, but so they, they also want to sell it. records too. And yeah, it, making, it is. It's making a, millions. It's a business. That's their job. It's you know, like Cypress Hill said, you know, it's a fun job, but it's still a job. Yeah. You still want to get paid for it. So you don't want somebody stealing your shit. Right. Simple as that. Like if somebody copyrighted, we copyrighted this show. You know, it's copyrighted. So if somebody downloads it and reproduces it. We're going to make some money off their ass because I'm definitely going to sue them because this is our intellectual property. Now, getting back to my point, when the MPA, when MPIAA started getting involved with downloading movies and stuff like that, they were going after the people who were uploading. Then they were taking down the servers in Sweden. They got a, uh Interpol order, and they were going after it. FBI, CIA, all these motherfuckers were involved, and I was keeping tabs on that. And so when they started going after the people who were uploading and the server started going down, I started uh, calling everybody in my black book, and all I said was two words, I'm out. And then they were like, really? And I just clicked, hung up the phone. And then once I got a hold of all the contacts, I was making money every week off these people. And once I got a hold of everybody, I took the little black book and I burned it. Mm. I didn't throw it in the trash. I didn't shred it. I didn't know that. I burned the motherfucker. Yeah, I think you told me about that. And then... Uh, I quit doing it altogether. And the reason I stopped doing it on top of that was one day I was copying a movie and it was an actual backup of one that I owned because I didn't want to scratch the original so the kids could play it and, you know, kids, they tear shit and up. Good, fuck it up. Mm. Yeah, they could just fuck up the, the ripped copy. Anthony comes in. We were living in Selma and he sits on my lap and he looks at me and goes, what are you doing, Dad? I said, I'm making that. a copy of a movie that we own so we can, you know, if it gets scratched, we still have the original and no no harm done. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's happy with his answer and he gets off my lap and he walks away. And I sat there and I looked at myself and I was like, holy shit. He's going to start doing what I do if I don't get my shit straight. So I started getting rid of everything. I had a, My goal was to put diapers on him. He wasn't in diapers huh? no more. It was the lesser of two evils. I only started doing it because... It was, you know, face prison time or let my kid go without diapers. And we were broke. So um, I ten, decided to ten start. 10 years ago? Huh? About 10 years ago? Yeah, because he was potty trained by, before too, he was potty trained. He was real smart about it. But so check this out. I started um, getting rid of, stop, I stopped doing everything because I wanted to show him that you could, no matter how hard it took, you got to work three times as hard when it's honest. 
And I wanted to show them that no matter what, no matter what life throws at you, you can provide for your family honestly, no matter how hard it gets. You don't have to lie. You don't have to cheat. You don't have to steal. And then years later, I had my, you know, epic, you know, coming of God moment dream that, you know, changed my whole world. And now I'm, you know, a follower. Yeah. No, it, it, you know what? So, you know, you what? know, that's why. Dude. You know, <laughs> one of my best friends because you know you always uh spoke the truth you didn't bullshit about anything and not too long ago uh there a memory came up from when you and mel and anthony was little you lived in a selma yeah you came picked me up and went over there yeah and i'm wearing uh my oh, they my homer simpson uh shirt this was like I looked at uh, the time; it was like ten years ago. Yeah, and Anthony was. You sure that sit- wasn't at the Grangeville house? No. Let me see the opener. I don't want the pen no. fool. It was. I, no. Anyways, the the memory came up. Yeah, yeah, and Anthony was just like little, and he was like sitting right right next to me because uh, you didn't want no shoes in the house. Well, that was because she's diabetic, and we brought stickers and stuff in the house that would poke her feet. Right. Yeah. So I just, I see that picture, and I'm like, oh, I was going to tag you in it. I was going to share it. And I'm like, you know what? Dude, I'm okay with um, opening up old wounds and memories and oh. things like that. I but don't no, run from it, that. It was just a picture of me and Anthony, but how small he was. And, yeah. And I, but I've shared it, you know, plenty of times. So I'll probably find it too. Yeah. Um, so, no, I don't run from stuff on the, like that. I I definitely, um, I face it head on. Yeah. When me and my first uh, wife broke up and split up, um, when we were in Fresno, I had you know tall bottles of liquor in the cabinets and things like that, and I could have easily drank to deal with my pain, but I didn't. I faced it head on because mm-hmm. I enjoy drinking, and I had that I don't know a pre moment of clarity that alcoholics have. Which I'm not an alcoholic, but I had that moment of clarity where I was like, you know what? If I go down this road right now, it's going to ruin my joy of drinking. And I like to drink, and I like to have a good time. And if it, if I go down this road, every time I drink after I get over this, or I don't ever get over it, I'm going to reassociate that when I start getting drunk right. with that emotion. And I don't want that. So I just faced it head on and, and dealt with it. You know, me me too. I mean, I've, I've got through a lot in my life. You know that. Yeah. And, but I continue to drink, but. What's our next one that's coming up so I can get uh, it ready? Sometimes, um. Oh, yeah. So, so I mean, sometimes, you know, I, I get a moment of weakness. Um, you know, I get sad and I just, you know, start running off of Facebook, whatever. But, I mean, that's, that, that's me. That's like an outlet for me. Yeah. Just, you know, like, you know, if nobody's there next to me, you know, top you got you. Yeah, that's why I, mean, I, I that's like, why I tend to go for funny shit or I'll get down my rabbit holes politically and you know who I am with that. I, I definitely I definitely spend some uh late hours going down or doing my research and hmm. I let you know when shit's going to happen so you can prepare. But uh you know with this one, uh this will definitely bring a smile to my face. 
And I think we got to play the whole fucking song. I was just thinking the same thing. This, it's a five minute and fifty four second song, but the, it, the, you got to do it because of the iconic actor that they impersonate in there. Yeah, and yeah. and so we're gonna let this whole one play. What year did this one come out? This is uh, nineteen ninety three. Here we go with Green Jelly, Three Little Pigs. Blow your house in, pump it, pump it, 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 bl
Yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. I didn't want to say nothing until they did the Rambo part. I didn't want to say nothing until they did the Rambo part. <laughs> and then it went live. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, they knew this was going to be a one-hit wonder song. Like they still, they made music. They made a bunch of music, but this was their one-hit wonder. I remember watching this on the box. Now, the term "one-hit wonder," you wonder why it was even a hit, or okay, how did it become a hit? Like it's a wonder it became a hit, or see, for me, I think it was just that that one song made them a big name. But like how we said before, they tried to uh, reproduce that the success of right. that that first song, but some couldn't. Well, yeah, so, and then it's so that, that, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what people thought maybe the term, you know, meant or how it, you know, who coined the phrase "one hit wonder" type of, you know, maybe some we uh, can come back to that uh, another time. I'm definitely. Well, do you want to do? You want to do one more, and then we'll get to our emails, listeners, and yeah, uh, we could do uh, one more. And I have so much more content, so um, maybe we'll just do a part two next week. So next week, yeah, definitely we'll do a part two on the one hit wonders do, of the nineties. Uh, part and, two, and I'm sure no matter what we do, we're not going to cover all of them, but we're definitely going to cover what we have on our list. Oh, we we got through a lot today. <laughs> yeah, we got through a lot today. And, so and, and the and this is. This is a lot of reminiscing, though, too, from our childhood. True. I mean, we get to relive these songs. Like, that post I put up the other day, you know, nothing beats reliving a song that you loved back in the day. Yeah. And, and just vibing with it all over like, again. Like, Informer. I I haven't listened to that song in forever. I definitely want to... Uh, Chumbawamba. Yeah, Chumbawamba. <laughs> all these songs that... that you, you you sit there and you listen to them and you're like, holy shit, I, what was I thinking when I liked this but, song? So, or... But some of these songs that you know, it's uh, for me, it's a little emotional too because I listen to these 
with you for the first time. Yeah. Chumbawamba, fucking... Uh, Informer. Uh, Informer Snow. And those are the only two songs I know off of those two albums. Yeah. I've never listened to any other fucking song off of those I'm sure albums. I played through them on my CD player when I had only had 12 tracks and I hit random. Like, uh, what was I expecting to get? Was it going to be track six? Is it going to be track two? Informer. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I definitely played the living shit out of that song. Oh, yeah. Um... But, but, but that's why I know I enjoy this uh, every week. I look forward to it. I mean, so we you want to play the whole song of this one? I don't think we should. I mean, it's, um, the, the Green Jelly one was definitely one we wanted to play the whole song because it's, oh, even yeah. though it was a one-hit wonder, that shit was fucking awesome. So to us, it was awesome. Let's uh, go maybe halfways and then. We'll do uh, a minute or two of it. Then, yeah, a minute, oh, a minute something. Oh, then we got to go to uh, our numbers because. I have. Oh, you have. Yes, that's right. You have a, a running uh, guest with a buddy yes. of yours. Yes. All right. So we're going to throw on uh, Harvey Danger, Flagpole Sitter. And when did this come out? Do you have a date on this one? Um, actually, I do. I know. Um, I know you have a lot of dates here. Do we have a. What's our final tally? Oh, here? shit. This was. Uh, was this 94? I'm guessing 96. 1998. 98. Okay, cool. So, so it was off by two years. Um,. So here you we know, go with uh, Harvey Danger's... We'll, uh, we'll play uh, the song. I'm going to do a tally of all the songs I have written down. And I'm going to do a tally of the ones that we've gone through. I wouldn't do that. We'll just cover the, we'll just cover the rest of them next week. No, just... I'm, what? The ones that I have all written down... We're going to cover the ones that we went through? We have left. Oh, Okay. All right, then. Well, here we go. Harvey Danger's uh, flagpole sitter.
Okay, so I'm sitting there and I'm I just had a like a I don't know a clear thought about this that flagpole sitter like I always pictured him trying to shove the flagpole up his ass you know, so he I can sit too. way up there. Like why would I fucking think of that? But at the same time, he's got an aerial bird's eye view of all the stupid people breeding, and then he's got all this anger towards the dumbasses out there doing shit that he just finds annoying about society. And he goes, I want to rage against the machine and blah, blah, blah. So he's like trying to be angry as Rage Against the Machine was about society and how oh, dumb see, that's shit what is. I was thinking he's giving a shout yeah. out to Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, like he was giving, that wasn't an insult. It was like a shout out, but he wants yeah. to do the same thing. He wants to be able to fight the power and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he, he's noticing all these caveats to society that are just like annoyances or or what what have you you know um but he, um, he doesn't have the balls to really do it so he's he's just observing observing and then you see Reg machine going against society and doing yeah all their they shit. do it just fighting the man and fighting yep. the system and all that shit yeah so that definitely you know it's not just a, a, a one-hit wonder he definitely touched on some things like if you read levels into if you read into it more than what he just says i guess read between the lines but Mm-hmm. You know, you you pick up more than what maybe he wasn't meaning all that, but it sure fucking sounds like it. You know? Yeah. And what were you saying? You were you were trying to count up uh, the ones you had covered. Yep. Oh, you just you wanting to mention it on the air, or, or you were just counting through them to get a count of how many we covered. <laughs> so, I have a total of forty songs written and we, down. And we've covered how many? Well, how many do we cover? Uh, do you want to take a guess? Twelve? Um, no, a little more than that. If you already counted, then tell me. It'll make me wait on ceremony like I'm waiting <laughs> to see my first titty and shit. You counted them already. What you, did you forget? Did Sesame Street not train you well? Did the Count Chocula, you know, he not, he not, he, ah, 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 ah. ah. Uh, the Count Chocula was a cereal, but Count Dracula. <laughs> so I have forty songs on the list. Down, on the list, we got down to fifteen. Oh, okay. So that's almost half. Fifteen would be half of thirty, but so we'll cover some more next week. Yeah, we'll definitely do a part two. Definitely, yeah. Okay, so now you have a running bet. Is is uh, is it what's his nickname? Chabarro? Chabrolone. Chabrolone? So you have a running oh, guess no. of, of... No, no, no. It, it wasn't a bet. It was... It's a running guess. I, I told him uh, the numbers that we uh, had, what, we had like, what, eight? Last week? Eight something. Yeah. It was like uh, 850 or something like that. So we we both have a... Uh, a guess. Guess. Okay, what, what's, what was your guess? Because so, right, next, as soon as I click on this, it's going to show it. All right. So, this was at two forty-one this today. afternoon. Okay, today. I guessed nine oh five. Okay. Martin, Chef Chabrolone guessed nine ten. Okay. Now I haven't seen it yet, and I run the fucking website, so I haven't seen it yet because I purposely don't look. I want to be surprised with you. So, given on average, we get we bump numbers about uh, not taking account of the two new listeners I got 
recently uh, talking on the job site. Um, we get about 13 to 14 per week. Mm-hmm. So if we were at 850, I'm guessing, what's that, 9? No, 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 no. That would be 864, 870. So I would guess if we did, not counting international, oh, no, counting international numbers, I'm guessing 900 even. No. What time is it? No, that would only be that would be fifty listeners. So yeah, I'm gonna guess nine hundred even. Just what? just for it's seven fifty three on the west coast right now. Seven fifty three. At nine on nine eight twenty twenty three, Friday the eighth. No. Even though when we post this sometimes it on the website it goes military time, so it often right. says the day later when we post it on Friday so, night. So you, you so you can see this is the time. That yeah, so I'm guessing it. I'm guessing nine hundred. <clears throat> so we, we broke at least into the nine hundreds. We have to have. If we didn't, then we didn't. But at least it's a we're just for fun, just oh, to yeah. guess. All right, let's see what we got. We'll wait, we'll click over and we'll see what it's going to load right now. Now, are you going to refresh it? Re- refresh? refresh. Yeah, I'll refresh it. It's probably going to be the same because it auto refreshes every hour. Ah, that's why I don't look. Because I want to know at the time we record. So, we're still recording at 7.54. See, now it's refreshing on its own right now, so I won't have to hit refresh. We hit 8.80. So, we're under we're under the 900. Everybody was wrong. Yeah. But as soon as we post this episode, we're going to gain at least 15 listeners, 14 listeners, depending on region, time you watch, you know, time zone, things like that. So, there's that. You know, we didn't hit our 900. We're still on the road to 1,000. We want to hit 1,000 listeners. If you like what you hear, you know, you like shooting the shit with us, you're on those long drives, Cheeky Baby, your boss. I know you guys are all going out to Portland soon. Hey. So, shout know, out thank, to you guys for thank doing you for that. for the listen, definitely. Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, I know you guys got those five-hour drives. I talked to you the other day, and you and Cheeky Baby's brother, um, Doing that Nordstrom rack, you know, because I'm an electrician and you guys are the data guys, security guys, whatever. I forgot what you guys do. A bunch of low voltage wire stuff, but it's all stuff that <laughs> plays into that store working as it should. No, that's cool, man. Yeah. yeah, so no, I mean, they got the long drives and they love podcasts. And, and uh, Cheeky Baby, I appreciate it. We got that five star review that you gave us the other day. Appreciate that. Thank you for listening to this. Two assholes just talking shit. All right, so now let's go back down. Let's go to the lowest, uh, the first, the lowest date on the calendar. Um, let's see here. We got Karina. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Oh, here we go. Oh, shit. She's got some uh, a guitarist she's going to bring up. Yo, check this out. Guitarist John Wines showcases his rock star talent. Oh, so let's play her link. Let's load it up. So this is guy uh, that came on America's Got Talent this year. I don't know what month, but we're going to open up the link, and the guy's name is John Wines. Like, you know, a wine, but with an S. So, like, I don't know if that means, is that is that a stage name? Is that his real name? I don't know. Is he whiny or... Maybe he just likes wine, or maybe he picked that. Maybe that's his real name, and that just happens to be the perfect hey, stage name. Hey, no, I respect that. But either way, uh, we'll play his uh, clip right here and see uh, what it's all about, because it sounds like 
if he's on America's Got Talent and he's got these honorable mentions, these uh, you know, he's looking for a career or whatever, he's practices for years, or he just wants to show off what he can do. Oh, yeah. Uh, Karina, this is uh, a little bit of uh, the link that you provided us to tell us to check it out. We're on air based on what you decided to show us. Here we go. Holy shit. Oh, I can impressed. already tell this guy's going to wail on this guitar. National anthem, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Older white dude, Hawaiian shirt. I know that's the song that they had in Pulp Fiction. I don't know who wrote it. That's uh, that's what I thought it was. Ah, ah, ah. A bunch of hot chicks in backup, backup guitar player mode. But all the all the things you're hearing right now is all John Wines. Damn. This guy doesn't look like anything you would picture as a as a badass guitarist. He just knows how to bend the strings, man. Damn it. That's it. Karina, you're cut off. I'm not giving Fuck no, she ain't cut off. This is bad as fuck, dude. No, I'm, I'm not telling her no more hints about anything no more. Now she has to be surprised every week. Fuck that. She can send whatever she wants. This is awesome. No, I talked to her all week about... She was the one that gave me the uh, idea for this episode. Oh, well, then maybe you should give her credit and then just... Uh... Oh, yeah, no, no. Karina, no. I love you. I give you the credit, but... Uh... Awesome. This guy's bad as fuck, dude. Yeah. You know, we always say you write in your mentions, write in your ideas, and we'll talk about it and play it on the air. So feel free to don't listen to this asshole. You you keep sending whatever the fuck you want to send. That was bad as fuck, dude. I had no idea that guy did, even existed. Did you see the video of the old man doing... Um, uh, just, uh, this is uh, going to take a left turn, isn't it? Down with the sickness? Oh, oh, no, I didn't. I thought you were going to say something totally different. I was like, whoa, whoa, so, whoa. It's America's Got Talent, Down with the Sickness. Yeah. You no, should, I haven't seen that. You you know, you should look up that one. Not this one. Not, the, not right now. We're going oh, for emails. Yeah. <laughs> So let's see. Let's see. Uh, no, that, that, let's see that we got was another awesome. one from, no, really from like Timmy. He, Timmy writes in every week, and Karina's been writing in. Okay, so let's see here. We got a new one from Timmy. Last week's podcast, Mike's buddy called out Matt for having too many friends. I 100% agree. Matt needs to change his best friend or favorite to 
tip top 20s. <laughs> Just kidding. I think it's awesome that Matt has so many friends and uh, that has great character traits. I agree. You know, you can have a lot of friends. You know, it's it's hard to find ones that um, you ever have your parent tell you that, you know, if you have three friends you can count on, it's better yeah. than 100 friends you can't trust. You know, a bunch of yes men or whatever. Uh-huh. I tell that to Anthony all the time. I said, I got... If I can trust my life with this person, if I take a bullet for him or if I trust him with your life, you know, if I trust him with Anthony's life to watch him or whatever, then I obviously trust that person a lot. Yeah. And yeah. there's only two two people out there that have set of keys to this house. And they all know I carry guns, so they all call me or let me know they're coming by, even though they got keys to the house. And then there's a handful of people, very, very few, that know that they can just show up without calling. So they know the rules of showing up on my doorstep. Well, hopefully I'm one of them. <laughs> you never show up anyways. It's hard to get you even out of the house. So oh, when, no we, when shit, we hit the studio. Well, I know you're always fucking working. And when we hit the studio, yeah, it's, you know, you catch me off guard. You're gonna, two things are going to happen. Either I'm in a bad mood or I'm going to point something at you or not like that. It's going to be a weapon. Or if you show up and I'm in a great mood, you know, that's why you should always call but before you show up. <laughs> if you point it at me, you better sh- uh, I don't bring it out unless I intend to use it. So oh, Exactly. You know. But you know, no, I do have. Um, I know a lot. Of, I do have a lot of best friends. But it's all just. Different. You use the word loosely. Yeah. I don't use it that loosely. No, it's it's just the way they. The their uh, the friendships that I have gotten to know, throughout the years. Um, you know, they're like really close. I mean, long time friends, acquaintances. Acquaintances are somebody you acquaintances you, you are talk to on a basis for a while. But I mean, best friends. I can really say I have you, Chris, and Chavalonis, uh, my boy Martin, are my best friends because, you know, William's no longer around. So, but I mean, he will always be, you know, one of my best friends. Yeah. Now, I, I look at it like acquaintances are people you talk to, you have a friendship with, that you don't see on a regular basis. Yeah. Friends, you, you talk to them, you know them. You, it's okay to have drinks together. You have conversations, but you don't get too in depth. A best friend is somebody who knows your secrets, uh, knows everything, damn near everything about you. Um, you know, you've had a meal together. Mm-hmm. You've broken bread together. That person I consider a friend, and then a best friend would know all your secrets, has keys to your house, or or can show up any old time. Doesn't matter. Uh, you would definitely. It's a ride or die. Things like that, you would take a bullet, you would shoot, you would kill for this person. You would—that's a best friend. Which would be—that's that, a huge. That it's not something that should be thrown around loosely. I mean, some people do. Some people say, "Oh, I love this brand of beer." No, you can't. It's impossible. That's grammatically wrong. But we don't get into that. We just kind of talk. So I mean, what, how your last definition? That would definitely be you, Chris, and Martin, because you three guys, um, I would trust you with anything. Yeah, uh, you know, because I, I don't have anybody. I mean, besides my family, the uh, you know, the non-blood. Uh, yeah, you you three guys. Uh, well, I've would... I've personally cut off ninety percent of my own blood-related family. There's only one, two, three, four people I talk to out of my entire blood-related family, other than my son, because obviously I'm going to talk to him. But everybody oh, yeah, yeah, else has been cut off. I've turned my back to them. I've walked away because they've 
they've they've you know done me wrong or they've done whatever and they've you know we basically I was like you know what I'm tired of your shit I'm execu- you cu- I cut the bad fruit off the vine right. I'm basically done with that shit and I picked my own family I picked my dad I picked my brother I picked my sisters you know people that I would fucking you know I show up with a weapon in hand ready to handle some shit if you dare hurt these motherfuckers yeah. so I've definitely picked my own family so and well, you, you you are damn near right there on the cutting floor because I went to fucking jail for your ass. So, well, what do you got to bring up thirty year old shit? Hey, man, I fucking still own that shit, but I did it, and I didn't say but, shit. But you'd also be there for my mom and my sister. Oh yeah, I'm always there. And you know, anytime car that. troubles happen, I'm on it, dude. I'm definitely on it. Now I don't always have the funds to cover everything, yeah, like when we got the tires done. But uh, it took I, us a while. But we it took us, <laughs> it took you guys forever. They had to send the tires back and reorder some tires because you guys took forever. But it got it done. Yeah. And uh, it, it took a flat tire that I told you was going to happen. It's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you no, know, you no. Know, but know, it got you, done. You and take care of my mom, and uh, no, it's, yeah, dude. I you know what? Because I don't want to be a taker anymore. I want to be a giver, yeah. and I definitely help out those who who uh, are not a taker. They they give without question. Like, your mom was there for me, never turned me away, no matter how much shit I was going through as a kid and the mm-hmm. bad influences that we put on each other, which she <laughs> never knew your shit, but she knew my shit, and I was the bad influence for you. And your mom was blaming and me for yeah, half this my shit. my mom thought you were the bad influence on me, and your mom thought I was a bad influence on you, and we never, that's the one thing you didn't snitch about. I never and, said, but uh, I your think mom, maybe, maybe no matter what, later. your mom never turned me away. Not no. once. See, that's the And thing. so she, I told her that. I had that conversation with her one day. I said, you know why? I, I'm always, no matter what, I don't care if it's my last ounce of breath, I'll be there to help you. It's because you never turned me away. No matter how much shit I was going through, you always were there for me. You would always say, yeah, mijo, come on over. No worries. I got a plate for you. You hungry? You whatever. You got a place to stay? You need help? You know, whatever. She would never turn me away. No matter how bad of a person I was, she never turned me away. And that meant a lot to me. As I got older and I realized what an asshole I was and a piece of shit, bad influence and, I was. And you were still talking to her when we weren't even talking. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I was, I was in my own shit, you know. Yeah, I yeah. Just... That's why I, I, I was honest with you even then. I was like, hey, until you get your shit straight, I can't hang out with you. Yeah, I'm trying to get my own yeah. shit straight. And then look at where we are now. But uh, yeah, definitely agree. You know, he, he uses the best friend term a lot, but he has a lot of people he's close to. I mean, if Matt made a phone call, there these people would show up. Um, if he made a phone call to me in that degree where he needed help like that, he knows I would bring a fucking army. I know people on the legit side and the illegitimate side that <laughs> I got armies on both sides. That you just really, I just don't want to get to that point. I'm yeah, trying to be a good boy and trying to enjoy to drinking a beer no. with my buddy and, and doing a podcast and, and being proud that we were heard in 16 different countries. In we, fact, let's see where we're at in countries-wise. We, don't even, well, we haven't went over that in that a while. Is that the end of the email? That was the end of the emails. That was it. Okay. We got our two. Uh, Cheeky Baby didn't write in this week. He must be doing a lot of driving right now. I know he's get up in Sacramento, so he's probably doing a lot of work right now. Oh, yeah. And he's probably not going to email every week, which is okay. We don't oh, expect yeah. everybody to email every week, but it is nice. I do I do like hearing from people and like, hey, I had this thought and email it. So you got two in the morning. It's not like it's not like you're going to wake us up. It's a very silent email, and we don't check it till that week. I see it come through on my phone because I monitor shit to make sure that things are staying active and right. whatnot. And... Uh, but hell, on my lunch break, I fucking take a nap. You're, you're not gonna wake me up. It, it, I sleep next to the podcast desk where the studio we have. You know, we it's a budget setup. But how, you're, how you can email your, at two in the morning. How long is your lunch? Uh, it's a half hour on paper. 
<laughs> See, I get a, an hour non paid. We we bust our fucking ass and um well we it's a half hour not paid. So uh, start start from the top. Like so where's Hanford at? Hanford, we have hundred and nine listeners. Okay. Uh Sacramento sixty eight. Uh we don't want to go through these there's a thousand fucking different spots here. But we'll go through the major ones. Uh any new ones that we got. Columbus, Ohio, you know? Zombieland? Oh yeah. Columbus. Columbus, yeah. Yeah. They, so that's cool. Weren't they already there? I don't remember. I got the memory of a chicken. That's the beauty part is I look Squirrel. at this I look at this every week and I'm like Oh look, amazing shiny things! It's a it's it's like a brand new episode for me every week, even though it's a brand new episode. Oh, quarter shiny, quarter shiny, exactly. You know, uh, we've I know Kingfisher was there, City of Saint Peter's, Garber's been there, Cadillac, Cat, Cat- Banger, Maine. Oh yeah, Banger, Banger, I'll Banger. Bang you ain't gonna Banger, I'll Banger. Where's she at? Croydon, United Kingdom. We got a new listener in the United Kingdom. Oh wow, thank you. And then we got a new listener in Belgium. This is Heist Op Den Berg. Oh, you probably fucked that all up. But <laughs> Heist Optenberg. Heist I don't know. That's a new one. That's a new one in Belgium. That's pretty cool. Uh, we have Mexico. Uh, Acapulco what? de Juarez, Mexico. We no hit Mexico, brother. Fuck. We have a listener in Mexico. No way. Orale. That's fucking tight. Acapulco de Juarez. That's fucking tight. You know what? Uh, I bet you anything that would probably have been Martin. That's fucking sick. Martin, e- shoot us an email, readyplayerquestions at gmail.com, and let us know if that was you that went down to Acapulco de Juarez. And then... Uh, you know, uh, Martin, he's from Mexico. He has family in Mexico. He talks I, wonder to if they, family. I wonder if they listen to it. That's tight, so, dude. Yeah, uh, hopefully, I'm going to text him right now when we get off air. Okay, so uh, we have another one. Uh, it's uh, Guatemala. Guatemala City. Holy Guatemala shit. City in Guatemala. Uh, Cuneca, Ecuador. Do we already have that one? Uh, I think we had Ecuador. But wait, wait, no. Wait, That's different. That's a different one. We'll, we'll have to go through the list of, of cities Ooh. here and and, and uh, countries. And then Tuscaloosa. Where is that? Is that Arizona? Tuscaloosa. Um, oh, that's... Uh, is that Texas? Is that Arizona? Tuscaloosa. Hard. Oh, fuck. I've never seen New that Mexico? on Scrubs. Oh. Uh, uh, maybe Texas. Maybe. We'll have to look Tuscaloosa. that up. Shoot us an email if you know where that is, because uh, we're over two hours, I'm sure, looking all this shit up. Uh, Newark, Sun City Center. I don't know where Sun City Center is. New York, Cobden, Sellersburg, Sun City. Oh, Sun City. Where's that? Sun City. I don't know. I'm I'm going through. I'm working the PC right now. You have to use your hands and look it up on your phone if you want to look it up. Otherwise, um, we'll come back to it. We can come. I don't know if we will. We're gonna forget, dude. Sellersburg, (laughs) Cobden, um. We definitely have some new ones here. Holy uh, shit. Fayetteville. Yeah, we've been there. We've been there. We yep. Gatlinburg, we said. Keller. Elkton. Uh, let's see. Who we got Bay City. We've seen that one. Wayne. Um, let's see. Who else do we got here? Milwaukee. El Cajon. Yeah. Waldport. Portland. I don't remember that. I don't remember Waldport. Reno, Nevada. West Sacramento. Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't know there was more than one 
I didn't know they defined Sacramento in two different parts. Uh, or more than one different part. I don't know. Arosi. I know somebody in Arosi. I work with a guy from Arosi. I wonder if he's listening in, in that, Arosi. That's over there by uh, Visalia. Yeah, yeah. He drives from Arosi to the job site every day. I wonder if he's listened. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you know, if you've listened, uh, Senor Lopez, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. I didn't realize you had, uh, had dug on the podcast. Wait, wait, go. Lake Isabella? Yeah, we've had that one before. I remember I would, that one, Folsom, and yeah, I definitely remember that in Belforge. Uh, uh, my, that's my little brother. Medicine Hat, Tacoma, Windsor, Hamilton, Canada. So, yeah. So please. I think we're definitely over sixteen countries now with Mexico, and I I think we had Guatemala already. We've got it in the list somewhere. We'll Ecuador. have to check, but Ecuador. You know that oh, Guatemala and Ecuador. I don't know if we've had those before. I think we did have one of those, but Uncle, Mexico is definitely brand Uncle new. Poco de Juarez. Yeah, that's definitely brand new. So, if you guys listen, please email shoot us, us an email. Just, just tell us how did you find us? Yeah, just shoot us a quick email. Just say, hey, this is Mike from you know Mexico or Juan from Mexico, or it doesn't matter. Shoot us an email, readyplayerquestions at gmail dot com. Um, as always, if you've liked the show, you know, tell somebody about it, shoot them a link, copy, yeah. paste it, tell them if you liked what you heard, if you dug the music, if you want to hear more about it, shoot us an email. Um, I definitely want to leave off with a song that we, that I was very glad you picked this song as our exit song. But, but don't forget, we're going to do a part two next week. We're going to do part two next week. Um, and one hit wonders of the nineties. Oh yeah. And, um, we could do, man. We could do so many episodes. On. We could. We're gonna keep it but, to what we got on the list but, because so next we week, gotta go uh, on to other shit. What I don't, I'm not gonna write down no more shit. We we'll so just cover I'll, what's on the list. I'm gonna go off of what I have left, and it, this has been fun. Yeah, it's been a great one. This I like this one. This is a, we really covered a lot good, of songs because we got down to it faster. And we're, we're getting better at this. I mean, we're, yeah. no, we're still babies. Yeah. This but, shit, but. Yeah. So here we go with, with a, a fitting song that to, to end the episode. So, so you do your homework, Google, mic it. I don't even want to tell them. Do you want to tell them what it is? Just play it. You don't got to go home. But you can't stay here. Amen to that. And for this week's episode of Ready Player You, I'm Mike. And I'm Matt. And we will see you next week. Cheers. Bye. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world Closing time Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl Closing time One last call for alcohol So finish your whiskey or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here I know who I want to take me home I know who